Welcome to this week's episode of the OdaFest podcast. Join us at OdaFest's 25th anniversary keynote event, the Silver Stars Masquerade Ball. Dance the night away, share some delightful anecdotes of 25 years worth of shenanigans, and fill up a time capsule with our dearest wishes for the future to be opened at OdaFest's 50th anniversary. We'll have prizes for the best dressed and most marvelous mask, among others. And now... Back to the podcast crew, and thanks for listening. Odafest Sketch Drive applications are open from January 16th to February 26th. Come be a part of this beloved little corner of the festival. Get your application in today. And get your AMV contest submissions in for prizes, for glory, for a rip-roaring good time. Larissa Crawford will be rejoining us as a guest speaker at OdaFest 2023. Larissa is a published indigenous anti-racism and climate justice researcher, policy advisor, and restorative circle keeper with over 14 years of experience. She is also a proud Métis and Jamaican descendant and mother of her daughter, Zyra. In recognition of her work, Larissa has received numerous awards and honors, including the York University, One to Watch Alumni Award, and being named in Complex Canada's 20 Creators Who Will Shape the Next 20 Years of the Culture. Don't miss the opportunity to hear from this inspiring leader and learn from her experiences. And we're thrilled to announce that the Runaway Guys will be joining us at OdaFest. These three gaming legends, Chuga Conroy, Nintendo Capri Sun, and Calgary's own Proton John, have been entertaining audiences for over 12 years with their Let's Play videos and live streams. Whether you're a fan of yelling at multiplayer games like Mario Party, creating chaos for charity at the Runaway Guys Coliseum, or trying your luck at their traveling game show with controllers, you're in for a treat. Local star vocal talent, Brendan Hunter, is joining us at OdaFest once more. He can be heard as Dragon Ball's Tian Shin Han and Dragon Ball GT's Oob, as well as Dr. O on Card Fight Vanguard and many of the card's monster voices and shows like Future Card Party Fight as Jin Mugatsu and LBX as the villainous Devon. Find more details on all of our announcements at odafest.com. That was a lot, but that's because that we in of February. We are gearing up, yo! We're in February. That means we have a lot to do and a lot to announce. It's the 25th anniversary, and there's so much. I'm so excited <laughs> for this Jay, if you've been Holy doing cow. it, I if you've been doing it. it for 25 years, you should be ready by now. <laughs> I can handle it. Are you telling yeah, me that we knew we it's were going to It's only been 25 this? years of planning. Yeah, 25 years of planning to get here? All the other events were just test events. Oh. You mean you're if not only wrong. It worked that way. <laughs> you're not this wrong. Is the show. <laughs> yeah. A quarter century of Odafest. Holy cow. That's that's 25 years worth of like Man, we've seen so many people grow up and become the people they are and oh my gosh. Old people. <laughs> There are legitimately volunteers and staff members of OdaFest who weren't born when OdaFest was. True. Oh, oh my. We yes. still and and we do still have some like founding members of OdaFest from the very very beginning still with us. 
somehow they haven't yet crumbled to dust. They can't crumble the dust. They're not allowed. There's still another Odafest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then after exactly. that Odafest, they're like, am I done yet? No. <laughs> it's like, no, there's another Odafest. No, there's a running joke that we put everybody back into a, like cryostasis uh, every year. Uh, when they're, Whenever they're not doing anything that's strictly Odafest related, we put them back in cryostasis. It's like putting Angelo into cryo every time he has to wait on an email from someone. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I cry... I put the cry back into cryostasis. <laughs> if the cryostasis ever stops working, we'll just recruit a necromancer to uh, to Odafest. Why are you romancing my neck? I have a I have Why an idea I? of where we can go for some of that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, I guess uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. There can be some necromancer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Valentine's Day is coming up. I need to make reservations at a place. <laughs> you and I at a place. A place. Just McDonald's somewhere takes we'll figure it out. Yo, take you and Dio, I haven't decided to, yet. Take Dio to the 7-Eleven where you can drink at. Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> the 7-Eleven restaurant. I mean, that is an experience that you should just go to try for the heck of it. Like, I wouldn't mind doing that, but maybe not for Valentine's Day. I mean... I have dated people in the past who would enjoy that. I would do it if it was the 7-Eleven in Japan. Yes. We have mentioned <laughs> that would this be fun. before. That would be fun. It would be fun. But my our current plans are either Gyukaku followed by Fuafa mm. or Vanson followed by somewhere else. I can't remember what the dessert place Dio had mentioned was. No, there's Pablo. Oh, it's probably Pablo because Pablo it's the closest. It. Um, but Fuafua is uh, great. I love them. Fuafua is so good. There's yeah. so much of it, though. Like, you can't have one for each of you. You just have to pick one and share it. That's what me and Dio did the last time we were there. Uh, one of our friends from Edmonton came down to visit, and we went to the Cat Cafe in Kensington. And while we were looking at Google Maps, I was like, wait a minute. Fuafua? What's that? I look it up, and it's these these giant, fluffy, gorgeous pancakes. Jiggly. And I'm just okay. We have to go there. I've I've never heard of it until just now. We need to go there. Correct response. And it was fantastic. They were these pancakes are like a solid three inches thick. Yep. And I say a solid three inches thick. They are so light and fluffy and airy that they are not solid at all. It's like eating a cloud covered in whipped cream and matcha. So so good. A couple of years ago. Right when pandemic started, I figured out how to make them. And they are oh. so effort intensive that I have no problems paying someone else to do it perfectly for me. Nice. They're just, they're such a nice treat. They're so fluffy, like you said. They're light. They're, you know, they come in a variety of different toppings and they're they're always so perfectly done. I just couldn't imagine having to do that myself anymore. It's a lot of work. It's really a lot of work. I can They imagine. look good. I'm not much of a dessert person, which is why I haven't really gone, like I haven't made my way to Fua Fua or even Pablo. I've had Pablo's tarts, but they just happen to be brought to my general vicinity. <laughs> so I was like, that's the reason I've had a chance to enjoy them. But otherwise, I, I typically just go for like ice cream or something like that. It looks really good. I'm actually looking at their page right now because I, I know of them, but I just wanted to see what else they did. 
Um, the matcha I one sounds like... nice, just because mm-hmm. I love me some matcha. Mm-hmm. Oh, the matcha one was fantastic. And I feel like the thing about Fuafua is it does taste really good. It does not feel as heavy as they might look, uh, but they are they are an Instagrammable dessert. They Very. are exceptionally pretty. Very much. Mm-hmm. And they have like little, uh, they have like fruity drinks and, and tea drinks that you can have. They don't yeah. quite meet the the bubble tea requirement of having like, you know, those kinds of toppings in them. But they're really, they're really tasty. Mm-hmm. The one I yeah. had, I think, was like this this juicy, lovely strawberry, strawberry tea, lemonade, something or other. It was super refreshing because it was in the height of summer and it was super hot outside. Is this the point where we beg them for sponsorships? Yes, this is where we go. This please good, sponsor uh, us. Publicity for what it's worth, <laughs> um, and I don't know if either of you have it, but we do have a Odafest sweater that was made, I think, two years ago. Or yes, it could be three of oh, the blue one. The, the where it does have sweater. Yes, yes, and it has our animal mascots just gently pressed in between soft layers of. Uh, fua fua style pancake. Yes, so nice. I recall. It was uh, nice. it was one of those uh, ones that when it opened up and it was like, these are open for order now. Please staff, please hold off. We would like to not have staff just maul these first and not have any available for the public. And we're like, just tell me when it's I funny. can. Tell me when I can hit the buy button. Like. I don't know if it's just because another signif- like like another signal that we're a cult. <laughs> the organization that not not everyone else, like not not the attendees that that make it a cult. The staff make it a cult because this is something that happens on the regular. Um because I'm on like for people who don't know, I'm also on the merchandising team and so often we come up with like fun designs with all our merch. And we either order extra or we order our prescribed, you know, budgetable amount. And the first thing that we got to put out there is like, staff, we know that you want it. (laughs) Don't buy it till other people can have a chance to have (laughs) because we have enough people. We do have enough people in our staff that we can actually just buy out our own supply. Yeah, if we wanted (laughs) to. It's just like. Yeah, and other people might be like, "Well, why don't you just make like more?" It's like, "Yes, but that's not like we can't. We we that would be overspending technically." Yeah, that wouldn't be you financially know, uh, responsible to a nonprofit yeah. org. It's it's at the it's same pretty time. Funny. My favorite Odafest merch so far has been the Odafest mug. I use it like every day. So, oh, there's that. That's the other funny part. There's a lot of merch that, um, well, I think it's just kind of obvious. We have a lot. Most of our merch is one time only like we only have ever made one version of it i think honestly the pins are the only thing that we've really bothered to reprint uh on a regular basis on a semi-regular basis but like things like mugs toques scarves we get people seeing them who never got a chance to buy them and they're always like where did i where'd you get that where is is that is that like real is that official and it's like yeah and we just have no it's not that we don't have any way to remake them but they don't i mean fit what we want to sell at the time if we For, wanted to say toques and mugs or toques and scarves specifically that's a cold weather item exactly that that goes a long way like we are focused on things that people want to use 
with some regular immediacy. Uh, I can't tell you what that means right now, but we have items this year that are going to be focused on that on that type of, you know, seasonal uh, uh, usage, shall we say? So. There's a lot of stuff like that we consider because we're like, we're in May. Let's make things for people in May and then maybe summer as well. Yeah, like you know? an umbrella. Oh, my God. I was just thinking that an Odafest umbrella an would Odafest be really umbrella. cute. But then what we need to do is we need to get that necromancer that we have to get <laughs> one of his uh, 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 weather mage friends Her. to force it to rain. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. you know, we have to we have to control the weather. That's what we need to do. Yeah, because we've had so much luck controlling the weather. Well, yeah, but so so the thing about the weather is that it is a it, it's basically a tradition for us every year because of we know that it's always in the same time of the year. It's always that same weekend of the year, and we know that historically that weekend is wild when it comes to weather. We know that it's a fact. So. I want to say seven years ago. It was. I think it was seven years ago. I think it was a year before we left the university. I distinctly remember at the university, it's the Sunday, and we're like starting to pack up and load the trucks. It was definitely snowing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like yeah. full on snowing. It was sort of like that wet that snow. Wet flurries. That sleety, yeah, sort of snow. But I was just like, Oh, like if this came on Saturday, I would be like, we would be just so mad because we'd all of our outdoor events would have been like, really? sh- like you know, shelved and and yeah, like cosplay chess and stuff and like tug of war and all the stuff that we used to hold outside would all have to be like, no, this is a safety issue. We can't do this. <laughs> but, but like it, snow happens here. Yeah, it does, and it's a very real risk uh, of just that timing. And in that part of the year, but mm-hmm. that would make as far for an as exceptionally tell, practical piece of merch. As far as I can tell in Calgary, you are at a snow risk at literally every part of the year. It snowed on my graduation in June. Yeah. The only month I can say that when I like since I've been here that I have not seen snow is probably August. And probably July, but I don't... July gets so much rain that it might as well just be... <laughs> My first time so ever many being to Alberta was in a July, and we went to the mountains and there was snow. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's not... <laughs> that yeah. doesn't really count. I get yeah. it. I get it. But I'm just this saying. <laughs> there have been many times where snow has blown over the mountains and just happens to turn into rain by the time it reaches Calgary in june and july but yeah i don't i don't think i've seen a lot of july snow or august snow because july is when stampede is here and stampede is historically either lots of rain or drought apparently i'm wrong and i just forgot but in 2015 i just googled this in 2015 there was a flurry that hit in august oh Oh, my God. Okay, I didn't remember that. Was that the year where all of our trees just broke? Probably, like, because trees trees plus trees with leaves. their leaves still on. Their foliage. Plus frozen sleet hitting them and sticking onto them is what makes branches fail. Yeah. Essentially. And it's just too heavy. I and- think 
I think we're getting a little bit too deep into the old man yells at cloud <laughs> portion of the podcast. I think we need a hard segue to get out of this. All right. So, Jay, I hear that you like anime music. I have never heard of such a thing. How Jay, dare you accuse I accuse, me? <laughs> I accuse, for you have previously stated, historically stated, that you like music anime. Yes. I really do like music anime, but I don't like every music anime. That's fair. Uh, because That's fair. I guess the reason is that a lot of, lots of anime, every anime pretty much has music in it. Doesn't make it a music anime. <laughs> True. Anime that ha- that is music adjacent, where they're like it flows as part of the storyline, but it's not necessarily um, the, the focus. focus. Still, is still not music anime. And there's a, actually a large category of those. It doesn't make them bad animes either, or bad, uh, or have bad music or anything. But they're not bad. They are not music anime to me. I want to say. That Kaon is in that category where it's music adjacent. Well, they even acknowledge it in the actual show. They're like, we made this so we could have tea and desserts after school, but we can't just have that as a club, so I guess we'll play music too. <laughs> That's <laughs> actually guess. like acknowledged I, pretty much. Yes, we'll do that. So when I think of music anime, mm-hmm. I think of things like Beck. Yes. Beck uh, is the OG. Yes. Yeah, Beck is a fantastic music anime with where the music is written about its own characters and lives and, and it's intertwined in the story. Um also I just really like rock music, so it kind of super oh, fits. Yeah. Does Matt super Cross fits. Macross, I think it I I've only seen a little bit of Macross. I don't know how intertwined the music is. Into Depends the story. on which one, but Plus definitely was about you know music and being a performer and. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of music in that second group that I was mentioning where there's like I would say euphonium is is like that. Oh yeah. Where there's a lot of music in it, but it's not necessarily story focused or character focused music. It's just there is a it's musical just kind focus. Of there. Yes. Um, but you can't take away that it's cool. Uh, you have Kaon sort of rest. I, I would say it straddles the line between both because there's so much music that it's hard to ignore. Like you can't just like you 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 build a relationship with the anime characters and they happen to perform pretty decent music. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like that really sh- straddling it line. It definitely straddles the line. But I yeah. would be I would confidently say that Kaon is not music anime. It is cute girls doing cute things featuring featuring music. music. Uh That's yeah, that's a pretty good way of putting it. And then there's the other the last category is really just there's a lot of anime with great music. Now, it doesn't have to be that it has great music throughout. It does not have to be that it's music focused, but there's like a standout moment um like Suzumiya Haruhi and God knows that concert oh, moment God, yes. is is basically legendary. Uh, yes, it kind of comes out of nowhere, but like it hits. It really it's, just hits. So it's good. legendary to the point where multiple other anime have referenced that scene, <laughs> mm-hmm. and every time I see it, I just love it. The last time I saw it was. 
like two years ago in some some basic kind of time skip anime where a kid or an adult goes back in time to college. And then he's like, wait a minute, I'm in college now. And then he sees some other performers doing God knows at like the college talent, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, I'm sitting here watching this anime. It's been it's, like 15 years since Haruhi aired. And I'm just like, there's that's a the thing. That's the there's thing. A, there's a show. There's an anime called Remake Our Life. Mm, that's it. Remake Our Life. Yeah. That, okay. If that's the one. That's the one. Um, <clears throat> where, so the, what, the, what's Ange- what Angelo is describing, just to give a little bit more context, is God knows it's being performed, but it's being performed by not like Suzumiya Harihi or, or any of the other sort of characters from that show. It's literally somebody who's doing it as like sort of a talent show. Like like they are, that's the reference. They're like, oh, because Suzumiya Harihi's position was that was also like a culture day slash talent show portion. And somebody's doing a cover of that song, plus almost of the scene, of the scene almost. Mm-hmm. It's it's so, it's so wild. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, you don't really. It, and then, last of all, but not least, is just when regular anime has great music. Yes, for me, that's right? FLCL. Uh, Furikuri was Furikuri. fantastic. Uh, Cowboy Bebop oh. also had a like just fantastic soundtrack. Oh, absolutely! Uh, you have you have <clears throat> you have Tank as the opening. Amazing. Yes. Just like that, that hard start, that like um, fast paced kind of. I want to say like jazz style, mm-hmm. um, heavy on the bass, super cool. Uh, I think I didn't watch much of Space Dandy, but I think Space Dandy had pretty good music too, right? It absolutely did. Escaflone had uh, an amazing Viva Namida, soundtrack. The the Escaflone uh, is oh, pretty tough. So good. Every time they battle and there's like those Gregorian monks chanting, it's just so hype. It's just I didn't know yeah. I needed that in an anime, but I'm I'm glad it exists. So I got into like. Um, a binge of just like anime music recently. Now we'll say that a lot of it is like heavily focused on the nineties and two thousands. <laughs> Fair. Be- because that you is are an my, old weeb. yeah, it is my time. <laughs> um, but you know, there's a lot of stuff that while I don't have an interest in um, the show as much anymore, I will say that I remember those standout songs. Like there was Elfin lead. Oh, Elf and Lead has some decent oh. songs, you know. Yes. Uh, there's like Drivers High, Larkin Seal. Larkin Seal. Right? Oh my oh, God. Man. Drivers yeah. High from GTO. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of just things that really I don't know. Like it, it, it made the moment. Um, Air TV has two songs for me that really hit. They're both like instrumentals. Uh, well, actually, no. One's the opening, so it's not necessarily inter- instrumental, but the instrumental sounds really good as well. I don't know. It's just, like, it blows my mind how much of, I think... I, I, I took a lot of from, like, Western music in terms of, like, being a fan of music. I, I There's a lot of stuff that's Western, but there's a lot of stuff that's, like, from anime, from shows that otherwise I don't think I would have ever really listened to or learned about oh. that's, like... That's like ingrained in me. Like when we're talking about Fooly Cooly mm-hmm. and like you have the pillows, like, yeah. If I could bring the pillows to Odafest, I would lose my mind <laughs> because I would love to. They, they, it, they means 
the, the their music is just so it is my music yeah like it, 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 it's like ingrained in my people. soul it's ingrained in my soul like listening to uh uh ride, ride on, on shooting, shooting Stu- oh yeah. Yeah, yeah dude that's the one yeah. <laughs> but like but all of the songs the entire the entire ost for flcl is just banger after banger Damn, yeah mm-hmm. and all of them done by the pillows if i remember correctly yeah pretty much and i think for uh flcl alternative uh the newest seasons which was like about two years ago i think now yes they were also brought back for those songs I believe they were. I actually, I watched a couple episodes, but it, it kind of lost me, unfortunately. That's fair. It's it, okay. like that's what, But that's what I was saying about earlier, too. It's like, it doesn't, the music persists after the show. Like, I, w- I don't think I'll ever watch Elf and Lead again, for example. Oh, my but God. But I'll, well, I'll listen to Lilium every now and then. There I'll are to... two anime that are entirely forgettable, but the songs were amazing. Uh, the first anime, Batum. It was an early entry into like the death game genre. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. But again, the anime itself entirely forgettable. It was. It's not that it was a bad mm-hmm. anime. It was just that like that valley of mediocrity, uh, where you don't ever need to rewatch it. <laughs> the valley of mediocrity. The opening. Uh, no Pain, No Gain by Nana, I think. No, Nano. Mm. Nano. Well, Nana is another great music anime. Mm, Nana was One fantastic. Of the best. I still know all of those yeah. songs by heart. It's crazy. Songs ever. Yeah. So good. Uh, no Pain, No Gain by Nano, I believe. So uh, freaking good. Mm-hmm. Another one, uh, probably one of my favorite openings is um, Duvet. Yes, Duvet from Serial Experiments Lane. Lane. Oh, oh, I haven't seen that in so long. Oh my god! I would actually probably rewatch that show to be honest because I, I love that genre of show. I love um, sort of that cyber dystopian, but not like dystopian is probably not the right word. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a post futuristic. No, uh, definitely not dystopian, but just it's it's a psychological thriller mm. is what it is. A, a bit, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, the 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 songs in in that show don't stand out more than the opening, but that's fine. And then you have other media. Being a nerd, you have music. Uh, you have like music and video games. Mm-hmm. And video games is kind of a weird one because is most it? music isn't integrated into the or it it, it tends to be atmospheric. In a sense, right? Like you have True. battle songs. Sure. Um, you have uh, area themes. So you're outdoors exploring, or you're in a certain town. Yeah. Um, but like this, there's not that many songs that have like that standout moment. I think probably early on you have things like "Eyes on Me" mm-hmm. in Final Fantasy VIII, Hello, right? Yes. Where I'll be honest, I've listened to it too much, and I'm actually sick of that song. <laughs> like I can't <laughs> listen to it. Um, I, I can't enjoy it. Uh, I'm, I'll probably enjoy it again in like 10 years, but I just, I've listened to it way too much. Um, I think probably my oldest video game song that still has relevance to me now mm-hmm. was the Mega Man 2 opening. Ooh. Oh, Wily's Castle is an amazing song as well in Mega Man 2. The thing about the Mega Man 2 opening is it's a, it's a fantastic song. Mm-hmm. 
around the year 2005, I want to say. 2005. <laughs> there was a fantastic lyrical remix of it called Okusenman. And that is just one of the best songs ever. It is so good. It uses the literally the Mega Man 2 music as it is, adding an entirely new song on top of it because the NES had no lyrics. It had the beat boops, you know? Pretty good. It had beat the beat boops. boops. Say so but then Okusenman had an entire like song about about like growing up and where your life goes is like an old an old crusty salary man. Mm-hmm. And it's just such an amazing song. I absolutely love it, and I listen to it often. It is on my regular playlist. So when I was a very, very wee small child, uh, I had three, like a family with three boys as my direct neighbor, and they always lent me video games to play because they were done with them. Nice. So they lent me their Turbo Graphics. The Turbo oh Graphics, uh, the cartridges for a reminder for these games were like little credit cards with the little SIM card, uh, little SIM chip in it, and that's mm-hmm. that's how like the games were stored. That's how small they were back mm-hmm. then. I don't think you can store. A whole I lot didn't on realize those. that. Uh, I've never played on a Turbo Graphics. I had an Atari, but uh, the games. I've were seen pictures of the Turbo Graphics. I didn't realize that's what the cartridges yeah, were. Yeah, the like. cartridges yeah, are I like to, little I'm credit actually cards. Look that up. They were like the cards that you used to stick into the, like the Telus pay phones when they moved away from coins. Oh wow. I, I'm looking them up now. That's insane. How much uh how much memory do you think is one in one of them? Less than a kilobytes. megabyte. <laughs> like I would be t- you probably like 120 kilobytes. It's got to yeah, be less than a meg. Right. Sorry, Nancy. Anyway, we're just mind blown by the by the form so, factor. No, obviously. I actually super loved it because, like, as a kid, I think I just had like this Yo. thing where I just really enjoyed cards, which is yep. probably where post a picture card games and like playing cards played a really big role in my childhood. And then having a credit card sized card with video games on it was just like this super cool thing to me. Uh, but it is very cool. Anyway, so there was a game I played. And I can't remember what it's called, but the actual level music is permanently ingrained in, in my brain. I, I will never get rid of it. I'm probably going to... Do you ever, like, look it up? Yeah, I'm going to try and look it? it up. But, like, these are things that were the formative parts of my childhood. Right. Yeah. I think... I, 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 I mean, that's what, like, the Super Mario theme is to me. Not the... Not, like... Specifically, the Super Mario World theme, that's like tattooed into my heart. There's um, that's what Zubat's screech in Mount Moon is to me, <laughs> not in a positive way. Yeah, uh, Lavender Town. Uh, the battle oh my themes God, for Pokemon. Lavender Town. The battle themes when you're like facing off Lance, like do 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 do. Like that that pacing that like oh that that is again tattooed into my soul um recently recent is probably not the best word but you know recent um undertale undertale yes undertale Undertale. has songs oh my gosh so i i never played so like those of you who know uh undertale offers you a couple of different routes you can play through uh one of those one of those routes has a very outstanding like it's it's the hard swing the other way and I never played that route, so I never got to hear what happens to the music 
throughout the game as you replay it mm, again. How it like accelerates? No, it like slows down and gets creepy and, oh, and it warps. Uh, but because you take that route, there are certain, uh, oh, I don't know, boss fights that you just never get to play. Yes. And mm-hmm. my first time hearing that boss fight, like actually like playing through it. You're talking about Megalovania, oh, yeah. right? You're talking about the Sands Megalovania. boss fight. So mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. always heard the song, but never played it. So it never formed mm-hmm. that like attachment in my brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we helped a friend play through it, through doing that route. And oh my God, mm-hmm. that song is permanently ingrained in my brain forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is one of the few songs where four notes, you know exactly what's coming in. It's true. Megalovania you get four is... notes into the song and you're just oh, done. Oh, it's true. Megalovania is is an amazing like piece of work where you know, like it does that thing where it just like attaches the moment with your existence. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. except the one thing about Megalovania is that everyone always says that it's it's Sans's boss fight music. If I remember correctly, that's that's not right. It's Ascors. It is your boss fight music. Sans is the protagonist, and you I, are the boss. I guess that's true. I believe getting, I can't yeah. remember, but there's some text, some flavor text, or some boss uh, text files in the game files that suggest that Megalovania is your boss fight music against Sans. That just blows my mind. Holy cow. I could take that. Yeah. Uh, no, yes. I, I could absolutely see that. Toby Fox seems like mm-hmm. he would do that. My favorite song from Undertale isn't even Megalovania. It's a, it's a smaller theme. It's actually, I guess it's technically Asgore's theme. Oh. Uh, it's called like his. I think it is. Oh, I think my favorite, like but my favorite chill song so is probably like the Snowden theme. Mm. Yeah. I also like. I also like. Um, I also like the Temi Shop theme. The ghost songs. Oh. You know, do do do. Like, there's the little. What's what's his name? Oopstabluk or something like that. Oopstabluk. Napstabluk. Yeah. Yeah. They have because little, he looks like songs. The- Napster. I wanted to say he looked like the Napster logo, but no, he, no, doesn't. he doesn't. No, um, but no, he doesn't. The Temi Shop. God, yes. And it's like just a little yeah. bit demented, and you love it. Yeah, yep. I am currently on the fandom Wikipedia for Undertale. Just I want to look up the Megalovania mm-hmm. bit. There's a bit of trivia here where it says. Megalovania played during a general audience for Pope Francis in early 2022. Yes, it did. Circus performers performed the song to the Pope. Okay. (laughs) This event gathered media attention. Oh my gosh. I I did find the name of the game that I was thinking of. It's Parasol Stars. Mm. If anyone's ever played it, it, you will now hear that theme through your head for the rest of the week, and I do not apologize for it. I hope they do. It's I hope a they lovely enjoy theme. It. But yeah, I love how music ties things in together. It definitely forms a very unique type of memory. Yeah, and, and it's the most interesting thing to me is that there are like things that are like universally recognized. Um, you know, you have iconic songs in games and shows you have like you know 
Ocarina of Time is a very musically not focused but like integrated mechanic game that has yeah it's a mechanic that really sort of ties things together for you you again you have things like um, opening and ending songs that like you hear them sort of on repeat in a sense right Um, after or be before and after every show and it starts like beating its rhythm into your mind um but the thing I think that is really interesting is that there's also just songs that you don't, maybe you we don't all recognize in a sense. Like, oh, that was a good song, but I don't think that that was a song that mattered in a sense. Like of of like, it wasn't story based. It wasn't um, meant to like hit all the notes for for that series or whatever. But some people still just like. It resonates for them, and that's what makes like a show special. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) But I don't know. I'm 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 always happy to talk about like music shows, music in games. Um, I used to play a lot of instruments. No, I say a lot of instruments. I used to play a couple of instruments, and. You know, that always sort of drives like that creativity where I'm not a musician, but I would like to I, I, I always wish I had that ability or talent. Um, never too late to recreate it's it. Never too late. It's always no, too late. you can always pick something up. You just got to make the time for it. I sure. want to make the argument that 11 p.m. is too late <laughs> for you because no, you no, no, drums. it's not. Yet. No, no, not for you. <laughs> not for you. For your neighbor. Uh, exactly. <laughs> There's a difference. Exactly. Angela would happily bang away at 1 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. You would happily bang away at 1 a.m. if it wasn't for those darn neighbors. Those dang kids. (laughs) Yep. And their need for sleep. Uh, Part of me wishes I had an electric drum kit just because I would make basically zero noise. Almost. And then I could go go at it like whenever I wanted to. Could you buy like a rock band kit and modify it? Well, you've got those. Nah. You've got drum covers. The rock band kits. I do. So, like, the Rock Band kit, I actually hate the drums on Rock Band. I really do. I mean, that's fair. Because they're, I feel like they're too close together. Mm -hmm. Uh, The bass pedal feels like garbage. And I'm saying this, I hate, I personally hate electric drum kits, too. Uh, Even though I said, man, I wish I had one. (laughs) They feel bad. Yeah. They really do feel bad, as opposed to, like, an acoustic drum kit. And so I I have my old 1991 Tama Rock Stars. And I've got these these muting pads on all of them, including the bass drum, mm-hmm. to the point where most of the time I should be able to play it without bothering too many people, mm-hmm. but I still worry about it. I still do. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> but uh, I, I want to practice it more. I want to get my rhythm going. I want to be able to just rock out on the drums because it's it's so much fun. It's so good. I've never had the ability to... Like, I can keep rhythm... But not in the way that um, a drummer needs requires. to. Yes. Yeah, same. You know, th- like I can keep basic <laughs> rhythm. <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> I have drums. That doesn't mean I'm a good drummer. This kind of reminds me. I just had a really weird thought. It's like, yeah, I can totally understand this feeling because, like, like any kid, uh, we had random, you know, pianos that were around at school, and yes, I have 
played random pianos played i'm imagining like a piano like a real piano <laughs> i mean like an actual analog piano so you know i have sure. played on them i know what it feels like i know what it's like to play on the pedals and to, to change the way it sounds moving mm-hmm. to an electronic keyboard is totally different in feel it feels different like it feels fake totally and Absolutely. well there's no like it's rude to say that because yeah, but you don't get that. You don't get that. Like the same uh, kind of analog tactile feedback. feedback. Yes. You are not pressing a key that moves a hammer that strikes a exactly. string. But you are basically pressing a lever that actuates a cherry MX bread. Who knows? It, it, you're turning. You're turning a, a switch connection on. Mm-hmm. But like, like the reality is, you can run a program and turn your keyboard in front of you on your computer. Into just as good of a keyboard. Yeah, all the keys are just in the wrong place. <laughs> exactly. But like, I think about this and it's like, you know, when I'm teaching, I'm basically giving you the analogy that your voice, your voice box, your vocal cords are your instrument. Take care of it the way that you would with like a violin or a piano. There's no digital like metaphor for that. I can't be like, yeah, and, like, your voice doesn't feel the same as when you play with an electronic box. Like, I have no... Just turn on Vocaloid. <laughs> become Miku. I was thinking that, yeah, become Miku. There you go. When Nancy said there's random Reject pianos all over her school... Cord. There were. Embrace Miku. I was in a lot of... No, no, but what I'm imagining, <laughs> what I'm imagining is not that there would be, like, uh, a, a piano in every other room or something like that. I was imagining, like, there'd be, like, some keyboard, like, replacing... Uh, a light fixture. <laughs> it was one of the one of the. If you opened one of the lockers, bam, piano. <laughs> My locker is actually just an emptied out piano. We we scraped all of the, exactly. the cords out of it. Oh you'd no! You'd have a lot of you'd have a lot of space there. <laughs> you'd have the most. I'm now Man, imagining what I... it would be like to randomly assemble a school out of pianos. <laughs> That'd be kind of a cool aesthetic. That would be a fantastic like video one game. Song, you know, on the piano, I would want to know the Bowser's Castle theme song from the original Mario Bros. Just so I could walk up to any piano and instantly change the mood of the room to like high tension. Damn! That, yeah, the second you said that, I started thinking the, the theme. So good work. Yes, it, it would feel very. It would feel very sinister. You could be anywhere, but then Bowser's Castle theme starts playing, and the mood is just like. What's going on? What's going to happen? Where's the giant turtle man? When you were so, I have a, I do have a keyboard. It's actually like three feet away from me. I have I don't a play keyboard it too. It's just sixty five percent. But no, I have like a standard like Yamaha keyboard, uh-huh. and I haven't played it in a long time. But I'm not naturally attuned to music, uh, in the in the sense that like I think I've mentioned this before, but I have relative. Um. Oh gosh, I can't remember. Per- relative pitch, relative oh, pitch. pitch. So I can figure things out, but I don't retain it because I'm not like I don't play it enough. I don't practice enough. But I can always figure out like tunes. If you give me like 15 minutes, I can play maybe the first like 10 notes of any given song, sort of thing. And I think a lot of people can do that. But having I wish I knew what having perfect pitch was like because I, the way that you like you you can sort of understand you know like uh, 
every eight notes is the oct is an octave, and then being able to apply that to essentially an instrument where you just have to know the position of a of of a uh, note as opposed to knowing how to create the note. Like uh, if you're playing a guitar or you're playing a wind uh, like a wind instrument where you have to sort of configure something mm-hmm. to in order to make the mm-hmm. note. I think it'd be very interesting to see what that would be like. I think I'd be much more driven to create music if I understood that better. Side note, randomly, the sound of mm. an orchestra doing that warm-up together <laughs> always, always gives me goosebumps. Yeah, kind of, fair. Yeah, I get that. I've been to a lot of live orchestral performances, and they kind of, there's like this whole sound. Mm-hmm. Can't really describe it. But when they're all just doing like that, that crescendo almost of of just like the 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 pre the pre uh, does it give you the same whatever? tingles as the THX sound? No, no, it does not. That no? one's the THX does not give you tingles. It no. just goes. <laughs> nah, nah, it totally gave. It used to give me tingles all no, the time. The orchestra warm It was like, oh, I love this sound. Give me yes. tingles and goosebumps. Um, random piece of trivia. The reason the bassoon is always the instrument that leads the warm up is because the bassoon mm-hmm. is the least likely to be off tune. Really? Why is that? Just the way the instrument works. I had no idea. I wonder That's if it was engineered to be that way. Or if it just came about, you know, like uh, uh, as a side effect of its engineering. Don't know. Or Probably as too. a side effect. I feel like this is a Wikipedia deep dive we can do later, though. <laughs> always. Mm. I'm, I'm actually really, that's really interesting to me. That is why you hear the bassoon, bassoon. first, always. <laughs> the bassoon leads the warm-up. Interesting. I had no idea. Speaking of warming Bassoons up, though. This looks so weird. Are we getting back to Old Man Yells It Cloud? <laughs> Old Man Yells It Cloud, no. Mm. This week has been so warm. I was going to ask. <laughs> it started off so cold. Yeah, it was great. No, it was a fantastic week, uh, except for all the flooding in the back alley that I have to go deal with. Um, mm-hmm. But speaking of warming up, um, burning plastic, I hear, was was an item of choice this past week. Ah, so I cool? arrived at Dio's house yesterday. And she comes to unlock the door for me, and she's like, "Wait a minute, what smells like burning?" Uh oh, probably burning. So at first, I didn't, I didn't smell it, and I got into her into her kitchen living room area, and I smelt it pretty strong. Did you dealt it? No, I didn't dealt it. I wow. smelt it, but for once, I didn't <laughs> dealt it. I. Oh my god, are you saying that that idiom is not true? Hundred <laughs> percent. For once, it's at one this of the point few things time, I know. What happened was. Uh, a piece of plastic had somehow fallen through uh, the different grates in her in her uh, dishwasher what? and landed on the heating element. What? The heating element burned right through this piece of plastic that was, to give a sense of scale, it was about the size of like a small plate. That's not a small piece of plastic. It is not no. a small piece of plastic. We have no idea how it even managed to get down there. Uh, but it was so strong that we had to leave the apartment building for like an hour, hour and a half. It was bad. Everything out. 
Yes, we opened up all the windows. We turned on the fans. Uh, we had to fan the the smoke detector so it would stop going oh, off. Oh boy! Le- legitimately, it was lucky that it was in a box filled with water. Otherwise, it would have burnt her house down. I. Why was the heating element on? Eh, it just did it. But the dishwasher wasn't on, right? It was on. It started burning after she turned it on to do her dishes. God, that is just... That's so bizarre. I honestly didn't know there was a heating there element is. in the dishwasher. There is. Dishwashers actually... I just, I just thought it was... Uh, nice yeah. dishwashers have yeah. it. I just... I thought it was just always... Um, the hot water tap? You know, just hot water. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. Uh, no. And that's why you run your hot water from your kitchen tap before you turn on your dishwasher. If you don't have a heating element. Well, no. Even if you do, because that way it always gets the hot water. Instead of the first load being, like, whatever cold water was in the lines. Uh, I guess that just depends I've on which line is hooked up to your dishwasher. Yeah. If it even... In North America, it's usually the hot water line. Huh. Uh, in other parts of the world, it's oftentimes the cold water line, and then it just uses the heating element regardless. That's fair. I don't know anything yes. about dishwashers other than it washes my dishes. Uh, but pro tip, burning plastic is is not good. No. It's not fun. No, it's... Listen to anime or game music. Yeah. That's a lot more fun. Way more fun. Be an old man yelling at a cloud. That's more fun than burning plastic. Listen to oh next week's God. episode of the Odafest podcast. That's also more fun. 100% better than burning plastic. Burning plastic, the podcast coming to ears near you. <laughs> and noses. Oh, no. And noses. A nose cast. Oh, no.